Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to our nerdiest thing. Today, we have a very special guest, author Casey Smith. Born and raised in Maryland, where she still lives with her husband and Chihuahua, Casey spent a lot of her childhood escaping into fantasy worlds. Her heart holds a special place for YA fantasy, and in her own writing, Casey's goal has been always been to create fun stories full of magical worlds that allow you an escape from the real world, which we appreciate, Casey. Her debut novel, A Lust for Blood, was released in November 2022, and her sequel, The Cursed Soul, will release in late 2023. Welcome to the podcast, Casey. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I realized I should have asked this before I read it, but I'm going to ask it now. Do you pronounce it cursed, like old old school style, or do you say cursed soul? No, I say cursed. <laughs> Some, yeah. I always just would say cursed too, but every so often someone, you know, adds a little sass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they throw you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cursed soul. Yeah, right. <laughs> Save it for the audiobook. It I guess. does add a... a, a little element of drama. I know it does, right? Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming an author and what inspired you to want to be a storyteller? Sure. Um, I think that originally I, ever since I was little, I just enjoyed writing stories. I used to write, I tell people this all the time, but I used to write, um, Jurassic Park fan fiction about like me and my friends. Stop it. I love that. I have an obsession with Jurassic Park and dinosaurs. I'm like a little kid. <laughs> did you ever, because this is totally what I would have done. Did you ever um, write fan fiction about like people that you didn't really like being on the toilet that got eaten by the T-Rex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would always die, you know? <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. I love that. I have, a little <laughs> I have a plaque at work that says, if you were in my novel, you'd be dead. <laughs> That's that good. So fantastic. Jurassic Park was a good and wow. still is a good movie. Yeah. Good, a great story. It holds up to this yeah. day, I'd say. But um, that was probably like my first bit of just writing for fun. And it wasn't until I probably got into college and took some writing courses um, that I really enjoyed it and like was like, I don't know, I guess I really wanted to write a novel um after going through those classes so I wrote a lot for like 10 or so years and it wasn't until 2022 that I finally finished and published my first novel which was not really my first novel but my first published one so <laughs> it was a long journey yeah. journey from like middle school till now of writing the but first author who said that, that they wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and then the yeah. you know umpteenth one was the one that got published yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> that is yeah so you describe yourself as a slow methodical writer so does that mean that you know spending a decade writing before you decided yes this is a story that I want were you really focusing a lot on different drafts of the same story before moving on or what does slow methodical writing look like for you so for me, slow and methodical is sort of writing when you have the inspiration for it and then stepping away when that inspiration leaves and it's like a chore to write. Right. So um, as I wrote A Less for Blood, 
I probably had like a month or two at a time where I would just like not look at it and write. And then I'd go back and I'd reread from the top and kind of like go through it again. And it would inspire me for like new scenes and that kind of stuff. So I'm a very like, I'm not the type of person that is trying to write something super fast and just get it out. Um, I like to take my time and like not push myself when the creativity is just not there. Yeah. So that's more of what I mean, I guess. <laughs> Smart. Well, and that differs from somebody who says, I'm going to write, you know, this many words a day, yeah. no matter what. Right. Yeah. And just, just start writing, even if it's not good, I'll edit it later. Like that's a, a different approach. I like that I though. I think that's how I would be. Yeah. It's just a lot less stressful <laughs> to do yeah. it that way. Well, and then, yeah. Exactly. And you wait till you're in the right headspace. So yeah, yeah. I think we so. approve. I know I was going to say, I, just, <laughs> I think people could do that in just about any aspect of their life. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially with something creative, it's hard to push through the, the not feeling inspired, right. And to, to mm -hmm. produce something that you feel connected to and that you feel proud of. Like, I think that's slow methodical process, I think is the way to go. Yeah gavel. We, that, that's the way to be people. Um, so tell us a little bit about a lust for blood and then the upcoming, the cursed soul. <laughs> um, okay. So a lust for blood is it's like a reimagining of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde meets the witcher is kind of the best way I put it. It's not like a lot of people read that as, oh my gosh, it's like exactly like the witcher but it's not but there's vibes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's basically about a woman who has a dark side and it comes out and takes over and she can't control it at different times so sort of like how Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde like his Hyde side kept coming out and right. taking it over um and a man who is a monster hunter and he learns about her. And so he seeks her out basically to kill her. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> is there an element of the, uh, like a blackout state when you, when she switches into that kind of hide personality, she's not aware of it, but also like not really remembering it later on. So she um, is more almost like locked inside of her body and watching these things happen from the so aware, but just completely out of control to do anything yes. about it. Exactly. Well, that's almost, that's worse than yeah, it is <laughs> like, worse. You know, not <laughs> being, I don't know what I did. Right. There's no plausible deniability, right? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I know that a lust for blood kind of opens up with your main character waking up basically in like a field of blood and gore. Right. Um, and kind of real realizing or coming to terms like, Oh, I am the cause of all of this. Right. So I would love to hear kind of where that idea came from because that's a really intense and amazing way to start a story right to just go right into the middle of the violence and the action so kind of what inspired that you know it's so funny because I honestly have the memory of a goldfish even when it comes to my <laughs> own writing and stuff <laughs> I'll literally read back through a like 
a chapter I've already written been like, when did I do this? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this was so, this was good. good for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like sometimes it's like, oh, this is wow, I wrote that. And then other times I'm like, man, I wrote that. <laughs> but I I keep trying to go back and think like what originally inspired that. And I honestly just can't even think of the specific moment. But I do find that kind of the inspiration for the character and who she is and who she becomes um, is sort of connected to like how I grew up and like became my own person once I got out of the situation I was in um I grew up in a very I call it a cult to most people (laughs) but I grew up in a very very religious um situation where I was in the church seven days a week like I didn't know anybody outside of the church kind of thing and I was never really there I guess I always felt like I was two people somebody outside of church and like this fake person in church so kind of is inspired by that a little bit just like the idea of two personalities in a way or just like being two different people but it's more extreme obviously in the book (laughs) did you have a um, wake up moment like that like you woke up and you were like what the hell am I in is that yeah okay absolutely yeah 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 so um it was more that I couldn't get out of the situation so I never really thought very hard about it but once I was able to get out of I went to school in the church so like when I say I couldn't get out of it I was kindergarten through 12th grade in the church with the same 20 kids in each grade so I grew up with like the same 20 people my entire life and uh when I finally went away to college um my parents kind of still were trying to get me to be somewhere really close to them and be in the church but I went away (laughs) yeah exactly and it was kind of then where I was like I don't know, maybe a couple years after college, actually, that I finally had that like aha moment of, wow, this was all complete bull. And I don't even agree with any of it, honestly. So yeah, it's a whole thing, but (laughs) yeah. Well, I can definitely see how you might be drawn to write a character, not just a dual dual personality right but also that feeling of I'm aware of what's going on but I'm completely out of control to do anything about it I can totally see where that comes from do you um because I feel like a lot of the authors that we talk to they talk about their characters and the stories as its own thing right like it's not really an idea that came from them it's something that existed outside of them that like presented itself to them do you feel like that with your characters and your story as well or do you feel more connected um to those as your ideas since it's kind of inspired by stuff you lived through for a lust for blood I do feel more connected because um the male character is very much um like my husband I would say (laughs) he like a lot of the mannerisms of that character are exactly like him I used him for a lot of it but I (laughs) this is gonna sound really bad and I have no issue with religion 
it's just like my own personal thing, but I like to say that my husband saved me from Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it really wasn't. It really wasn't until I met him that I kind of began to see things differently and like make my own thoughts and decisions on stuff. So um, yeah, that both of the characters I feel like are very much personal to the both of us. <laughs> so, but for the cursed soul, I actually do find it different. Those characters, I'm not really like, I don't have any sort of personal connection to any of them. It's more just a story that is there. <laughs> that one, that one feels more, yeah, yeah, that its own, its own entity kind of thing. Yeah. That's what exactly. I, so many authors I know. describe it like that, right? Like, you know, this character introduced themselves to me in a dream or whatever. And I'm, I've had a couple of ideas for things. I'm like, that could be a cool story, but it doesn't feel like its own outside of me thing. I'm like, well, that must mean that it's dumb. <laughs> Oh, never, never. I would say, so the cursed soul is, um, I know you asked about that. I didn't say anything about it though, but it's a pirate fantasy adventure. It's a little more on the YA side. So there's no romance or steam or anything in it at all. It's just like straight fantasy adventure. And that one is actually a short story that I wrote in one of my college classes and there was always kind of like more to that idea that I had in my mind. Yeah. And so I kind of connected it to the world of A Lust for Blood and wrote the rest of the story. That's so. like your characters were like, I am ready to be in your book. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> they moved over. Yeah, right. They pulled oh the other God. story. <laughs> so is a cursed soul are they characters that you meet in a lust for blood or are they new characters just in that same like universe it's um it's new characters in the same universe the cursed soul I'm I'm making things very confusing but I hope it works out <laughs> they're your books so you get to do whatever you want <laughs> yeah right so um the cursed soul is a couple hundred years after a lust for blood oh okay and there is one character who does make an appearance, but nobody would know who he is unless they read A Lust for Blood, basically. So like if you're only reading The Cursed Soul, which you totally could do um, and not read A Lust for Blood, then you would just be like, hmm, this character is interesting. But <laughs> if you read A Lust for Blood first, you'll be like, wait a second that seems familiar I know that's really cool yeah so on our podcast obviously we talk a lot about books but we also talk about other nerdy things that we love too and we like to talk about our fandoms whether they're book related or video games or tv shows or whatever so we would love to hear um, what kind of fandoms you might be a part of what other nerdy things you love besides just your book writing your books right yeah absolutely um, I am a very, very big, um, and Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> so I, I've read all of the books multiple times. I've read like, you know, all of his extra books, the Night of the Seven Kingdoms, the Fire and Blood, all of them. I love them. <laughs> um, so I'm super big into that world. Other than what did you think of the last season of the show? I know that was a controversial. Uh, 
it was not good. Not, <laughs> not for you. The thing, huh? <laughs> the thing about the last season, did you both watch Game of Thrones? No, my brother and sister are into it. Uh, my brother more so, and they keep telling me to get into it, and I'm just like, uh, it's I'm too many. A huge TV watcher. It's too many things. It's a big <laughs> so, commitment. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the thing about the final season that everybody hates is that all of the seasons leading up to that one there were these huge character arcs for like at least five or six of the characters Mm -hmm. and when you got to the final season it was like the writers just forgot about everything and then those characters just ended up being right back at the start and doing basically what they were doing the first season and you're like like reverted yeah what happened did they forget yeah it just didn't work so that, that would be frustrating either yeah <laughs> yep but I do love that um I'm also a really really big fan of the normal one that everybody's a fan of Harry Potter <laughs> I <have an> obsession. <laughs> oh would you call that normal <laughs> more mainstream yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know I just grew I know, up I with them Harry. you know like those books were written when I was basically the same age as the characters. So it's like you grew up with them. Yeah. Were you allowed to read Harry Potter in a religious upbringing? No, I was naughty and I you know, <laughs> got them another way. <laughs> I had, I had like neighbor friends who, you know, right. went to public school and they had all this stuff. So whenever I would go to their public house, school kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, can I read Harry Potter while I'm here? <laughs> so, awesome. just don't tell my parents. <laughs> it's our secret. Gotta be a secret. <laughs> no, I grew up in a really conservative religious family also. Um, it sounds maybe not quite as conservative <laughs> as you're upbringing, yeah. but my parents let my brother, my younger brother read Harry Potter and they were like the only ones of the oh period. yeah but, oh really yeah okay. but you know I wasn't allowed to watch like MTV and Dawson's yeah. Creek and stuff but my brother could read Harry Potter so you know <laughs> I read it as an adult and was like this is amazing yeah <laughs> as an adult too so. yeah. <laughs> that's funny well Not- oh go ahead oh no go ahead you're fine <laughs> I was just gonna say we're gonna move into our nerdy and dirty speed round oh so, okay yes yeah, so uh, this is like you said that like so sexy <laughs> a speed, a speed round. Round. <laughs> um I mean you know I like to make everything sound sexy <laughs> so this is sort of like a free association just I'm gonna it's like a question with a pretty simple answer usually and um just the, the idea is the first thing that comes to your head comes to your mind okay sure. so are you ready yes the last song you listened to um house of memories by panic at the disco oh nice nice i haven't listened to panic at the disco in forever (laughs) what fictional character do you have a crush on oh um probably this is so out out of nowhere drax the destroyer from guardians of the galaxy oh nice I love him. I love Dave Batista. <laughs> well, and that character is really funny yeah. too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and I might know the answer to this already, but the book series that you always recommend. Oh, A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. <laughs> sorry. 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 Yes. Yeah. I haven't read them either. We're All together. Right. So I was right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what uh what TV series should everyone watch? Parks and Recreation. Yes, I'm re-watching it right now. I need to watch that. Uh, I think that my husband and I would like to watch it. I think you would like it too. Yeah. yeah. I've watched it like seven times. Okay. No, we just watched the get on your feet. Okay. <laughs> that is so good. So good. Uh, now when I watch it, I will always remember you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the book character that you would get nerdy and dirty with. Oh, um, Probably Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's the brother in the brother sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> He's <yeah>. taken. <laughs> <laughs> a food you refuse to eat. Mushrooms. Oh, a lot of people oh. don't like mushrooms. What paranormal power or or like a fantasy power would you want to have? I would want to be able to teleport. Oh, I think I would like that. Too. Yeah, that would be that's, very, that's a new one. I don't think that would be really that useful. Yes. <laughs> Your favorite weekend activity. Rock climbing. Ooh. Oh, fun. Smut or plot. Plot. Your favorite childhood book. Harry Potter. <laughs> Currently reading or the last book you finished and loved. Uh, bookshops and bone dust by Travis Baldry. Ooh, I don't know yeah, I don't know that one. TBR time. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, this is super important: cake or pie? Pie. Yes, I feel like <laughs> pie is winning. It might be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a pie girl too. Yeah, key lime pie is my ultimate favorite dessert. <laughs> oh, I love key lime pie too. It we has to be the real stuff, though. It has to be yellow, not green. Yeah, talked to Isabel Olmo earlier tonight, and she said key lime pie. Also, that's oh really? Yeah, (laughs) that's hilarious. All right, so moving on. This is not really a speed round, but uh, I guess it could. It can be, be. yeah, but it doesn't have to be as speedy. But okay, call this section three tough questions. Uh oh. Okay. So these are all kind of about um your your writing and being an author and that kind of stuff. So the first one is the a scene that you edited out, but really, really wish you could have kept in. Oh, I actually have a good one for this one. <laughs> um, there was this entire scene I wrote that was basically like a love letter to coffee. And <laughs> it didn't really fit the vibe of A Lust for Blood. So I ended up just scrapping it. But I feel like, it'll make an appearance in another book later. <laughs> That's so, I love it. so cool. So it's not a less for coffee. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> that could be the title of the bonus chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Okay. A super specific detail about one of your characters that doesn't necessarily affect the story at all, but is something that makes you love them. Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, I think 
I don't know. This is, I don't know why this is the first thing that came to mind. It's very random, but um, the male character in A Lust for Blood is a very hairy man. And I love that about him because I love a hairy man. I love, I love a hairy My man as well. My a hairy man. So clearly I love a hairy man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. If they don't have chest hair. That is the perfect yeah, answer to that question. I <laughs> love that. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly, that is exactly what we were yes. looking for. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and the final um, tough question: What is a writing? Wi- That's hard to say. I know. I think a I did writing that ritual that might make you seem a little unhinged. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I guess maybe I tend to handwrite like all of my chapters before I type them up it oh, just that is different yeah I don't know it's weird but it that was weird yeah <laughs> I totally get that but yeah, I do too. yeah it just for some reason like gets my mind going when I handwrite it versus like on a computer a lot of the times I'll stare at the screen forever and I don't write anything are you so. a kinesthetic learner like I'm a kinesthetic learner I don't like lectures and I don't like visual aids I want you to tell me how to do something and I want to be using my hands when I'm doing it yeah I have to do something to learn it well yeah, me too I always had to take notes because if I didn't take notes that's I wouldn't I remember did. what yeah what I did yeah, yeah. yep that's me <laughs> that is it's typical most of the population are kinesthetic learners and but most of our learning is presented visually did you know that I'm not surprised by that yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not surprised either but yeah mm. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Now we're going to the section called four random questions. So these are just random questions. They are. They are random. <laughs> but they're fun. All right. So first one is, what's the most embarrassing thing that you've ever said in a public setting? That is really random. <laughs> 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 um, I'm trying. That's a hard one because, like I said, the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> I can tell you one of mine. <laughs> yeah, you tell me one of yours. We were at a big dinner. This was at Deb's birthday dinner oh, um, wow. a couple of weeks ago. And I was the, we were all sitting like not with our partners and the server was trying to figure out like who's on the check together. And so I referenced my husband who is not a black man and said, I'm with the black guy. <laughs> Like I misspoke because he was wearing a black shirt. <laughs> he was wearing a black shirt, which like everyone on that side of the table was, first of all. Okay. So whatever. So the <laughs> server like looked like, at me huh? and everybody thought that I was like making a joke about uh, his anatomy. Oh. You know I mean. <laughs> and everybody like jumped on that and like made a bunch of comments. And I yeah. wanted to die. like I wanted to die, but it was really funny. <laughs> everybody else was amused. You made me think of one of mine, which is. It might even be more mortifying. So I was in middle school and I was do- actually, I think it might've been high school. I don't know, but I was doing a um, pro or doing homework and it was biology. And one of the questions was, what is an example of an organism? Mm. But it wasn't like obvious. Like you had to like find out what an organism is. It's like, it didn't just tell you in the book. Right. And I was so frustrated because I wasn't in that frame of mind. And I walk out to my mom and my brother who is seven years older than me and said, Oh, can you all tell me what an example of an orgasm is? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and they 
yeah, they thought that was hilarious. No, that's like, funny. <laughs> All right, I thought that of one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, see, it's always easier to go after somebody else. We, ins- admitted we inspired you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like super, super embarrassing, but I guess being an author, it is a little like embarrassing. But, um. I am the maid of honor for my best friend's wedding. She gets married in September and we just had her bridal shower last weekend. And they said to write like on the name tags we had, they were like, write, you know, who you are in regards to like Caitlin. Caitlin is my, we have the same name anyway. (laughs) So I wrote maid of honor, but I wrote maid like (laughs) M-A-D-E instead of, you know, the other way. And been there <laughs> yeah and Caitlin was like wow I'm surprised like do you know what you did to your name tag and she like pointed it out on purpose I'm so like I am existing made I am made <laughs> I of, am made of, of. Uh, yeah. that's what I played it off I was like well you made me you're made of honor so <laughs> I and thus am made of honor <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. All right. So next question. Have you ever seen a ghost or had a paranormal experience? Not that I know of. (laughs) I guess it could happen anywhere, but might just play it off as like, oh, that was weird. (laughs) So no. (laughs) I actually haven't either. I have, oh. but it's a whole long story. We don't have to get into it. Oh, actually, I do know that. Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What movie or TV show do you quote or reference the most often? Parks and Rec. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say That's that. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Could a depressed person do this? <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I love that you can quote from other authors' favorite quotables. <laughs> That's one of the best. I was the same episode, I think, as the get on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same one. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. We say, well done, Leslie. Well done, Leslie. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> In our house a lot. <laughs> it's good. I love it. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Okay. Completely different. Totally switching gears. What is your zombie apocalypse plan? Oh, um, just locking down right in my house here, bar- building a fence barricade around the whole place, and yeah, just getting all the guns I can. All <laughs> <of> the weapons, <laughs> holding up down the fort here, <laughs> <laughs> trying to survive. Trying to survive. Yeah. That's funny. People are like, you know, we're going to build a fence. I'm going to plant a garden. And I literally am like, I'm probably just going to die. <laughs> There's no way I'm, I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to. Yeah. Uh, so you are getting ready to release or no, you just did release your cursed soul. No, not yet. It, oh, um, okay. it comes out September 12th. September. Yeah. Okay, great. So are you already working on your next writing project? Are you kind of taking a little bit of a breather until you release Curse Soul or what are you working on next? I um, plan to work on the second A Lust for Blood after this. Um, I've already kind of worked on it a little bit, but I'm still in like the re- last round of edits for the Curse Soul. I'm actually kind of behind on it. So. <laughs> um, but that's fine. 
Um, food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like I yeah, exactly. I think I like looking back, I maybe should have asked for like to push my date out a little bit further. But <laughs> it really it's nothing that like anybody could have done because I just work like my day job just really picked up. So I just didn't have as much time to work on it. But anyway, um, yes, the second book to a lust for blood is called A Thirst for Power. Ooh. So that one is next up. <laughs> so this will be a more like a traditional sequel, not just in the same universe, but like the same characters and everything. Yeah. The same characters and everything. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. A lot of exciting. Again, added to the TBR. Uh, right? <laughs> so yeah. we got to meet and talk to you at Imaginarium last year. Do you have any other events or book signings or anything appearance wise coming up? I do. Um, in, I think it's September 10th and 11th, I'm going to be at the Baltimore Comic-Con convention. Awesome. Yeah, that should be fun. I've never been to it before, so hopefully it's good. Yeah. Um, and then there's this other event at the MGM Hotel and Casino in DC um, called, it's called DC Bookstars, like Casino Royale. And I'm going to that. That's August 7th, I believe. Or no, wait, sorry. October 7th. <laughs> so those are the two this year. And then next year I am going to Imaginarium again. Yay. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm also going to Readers Take Denver next year also. Deb will, Deb be, there. will be there. Yeah. Deb's going oh, really? for her design company. Yeah. yeah she'll she'll have a vendor. A, yeah. Oh, awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah, I have to tell her that you're going to be there too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. It seems like it's going to be really fun. There's a ton of authors going to that, like almost 200 or more. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll be super fun. Really busy. (laughs) Very busy. Where can we buy your books? Where's your your preferred vendor? (laughs) Um, you can buy them pretty much anywhere, like online. Um, Amazon is fine or Barnes and Noble, wherever. Um, or you can even get, I have hardcovers. I don't have hardcovers in Barnes and Noble or um, Amazon, but I have them on my small business, Fablegrounds Coffee. So you can buy those there too. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. And where can we find you online? I am on Instagram, mostly balancing books and coffee is my handle. I also have the same handle handle on TikTok. It's balancing books and coffee, but I'm not on there very often because I don't really understand. It. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Try my best. I'm on TikTok much more to watch other people's TikToks than I am to actually create anything myself. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I totally understand that. (laughs) So balance books and coffee is your handle. Okay. And then our final question on the podcast, we love to end every episode talking about our nerdiest thing of the week. And a lot of times it's book related, but it doesn't have to be. So we would love to hear what your nerdiest thing of the week was. Some Anything at all that you really just felt like, yes, I nerded out and it was awesome. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I rewatched like all of the Jurassic Park movies this week. I love that so much. That's probably, yeah. 
that's another fandom that is I'm like hardcore into but I think you realize that from the, <laughs> the beginning <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back full circle <laughs> yeah um, I used to teach with a girl that I mean she's obsessed with Jurassic Park also and we used to uh, show Jurassic Park at the end of the school year <laughs> I can't remember how we justified like what the educational it's purpose dinosaurs. was yeah I mean, there is a book I guess. Era. <laughs> that's so it's great history. So yes. including the new ones, right? The I did watch those too. I don't like them as much, but yeah. they're fine, you know. The original the <laughs> original. Yeah. The original trilogy, I guess. Yeah. The yeah, most the first one's the best. It the it second, really is. I think the second one, there's like a woman in it that annoys the heck out of me. She has like short blonde hair, and I'm just like, you need to get eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> the mom the mom the mom yeah 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 i know i know i know what you're talking about (laughs) oh that's so funny well thank you so much for being on the podcast it was really nice to meet you at imaginarium and get to chat with you just a little bit but it's been really awesome to get to talk to you more tonight and get to know yeah. your love of Harry Potter and yes. Game of Thrones and all that stuff. We'll definitely have to go out and get a drink or food or something. Yes. When we go to Imaginarium. In- oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you so, you so much. much. Thanks yeah. for being with us. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.